Hi, welcome to Literary Italy. Hi, Anne. Hi, Jim. How are you? Good. Let's give our contact info. Contact us at mail at literaryitaly.com. That's M-A-I-L. Yes. At Literary Actually, Italy. Actually, M-A-L-E will also work, strangely enough. Welcome to Literary Italy. Follow us on Facebook at Literary Italy, on Instagram at Literary Italy Podcast, on Twitter at Literary Italy. If you haven't already, please subscribe. And if you like our podcast, please give us a good review at uh, Apple Podcasts, at Google Podcasts, at uh, Stitcher. Yeah, or, it makes it easier for other people to find yes. this podcast, and we we like to think that this there there are people out there that want to know more about Italian literature and traveling to Italy, and just literature about Italy. Yep, and that's what this podcast is all about. Yep. So, um, yeah, and share with your friends too. Let your friends know that. Uh, let your yep. friends know about us. Spread the love. Spread the love. Today we're going to. Procida. Yay, we're going to Procida. Yeah, Procida. We're going to the island of Procida just off of Naples. And we're going to be talking about the book, the um, L'Isola di Arturo, uh, Arturo's Island, also translated as Arthur's Island, by the Italian novelist Elsa Morante. And we're going to be talking about the, the this actual island, Arturo's Island, which is the island of Procida. Elsa Morante, I'm, I think we probably mentioned in the episode on Alberto <clears throat> Moravia because she was married to him from 1941. They separated in 1962, thereabouts, um, but never officially divorced. But the, the reason to kind of bring up Moravia is because in, during World War II, Elsa Morante and Moravia together spent about two years on the island of Capri, which is right there near Procida. And that's probably how she got to know this, this island of Procida. And it is a huge, of huge importance of this, this novel. I mean, mm. hence the title. The yeah. title is not about, the title is not Arthur, Arthur's life, Arthur's struggles. It's Arthur's island. Arturo's Island. And there's a, a fairly recent translation by Anne Goldstein from 2019. Anne Goldstein is also the translator of the Elena Ferrante books. And I would say if you have finished the Elena Ferrante books and you're kind of like, oh, I want to do something, I want to read something similar, uh, Elsa Morante is certainly <clears throat> quite a bit earlier. This book uh, was originally published in 1957 in Italian, L'Isola di Arturo. Um, then the first English translation was 1959, and then surprisingly was not translated again until 2019, two years ago. Um, but anyway, if you are kind of looking for something, I don't know if I would say it's similar to the Elena Ferrante books, but at least it's situated someplace close to that area. It has that same sort of strange almost like a fairy tale quality to it. Um, yeah, I actually was going to say this strikes me as more of a fairy tale quality than the Elena Ferrante. Yes, and definitely Morante's books do. I yeah. mean, she has a lot of these, these um, this tendency toward, uh, you know, the, yeah, I guess fairy tale is the best way to put it. Yeah, there's, there's something un a little magical about it. Yeah, but uh, Elsa Morante herself was born in Rome, uh, 1912. She lived most of her life in Rome. Her family was from around. She did not 
reveal a whole lot about her background. She said, if you want to know about me, you should read my books. But it, it's kind of an interesting background. Just, Which is a weird thing for a novelist to say, wouldn't you? Yeah. You know? I mean, she's kind of saying it's all there, but <laughs> she, it's it's not If there. you really want to know about my books, read my books, I think is the, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, you don't learn more about the books by, I I think, you know, it makes sense. If you, if you want to learn, you don't learn more about the books by learning about her which is most authors point that that seems valid to me. Well, and I think also she, she, during her lifetime, she kind of had changing different, different political Mm -hmm. ideas and different ideas. As far as literature, she came to be very, I don't know, depressive or very um, despondent in the later years of her life in the eighties. I think that she kind of was disillusioned. She was, had been a member of the communist party. I think she was completely disillusioned by, by the the left um, in the seventies with the terrorism, and I think she kind of felt like like the world was going to end in a nuclear conflagration, and and mm-hmm. that was and she was not a particularly happy person towards the end. Yeah, she attempted suicide in nineteen eighty four, um, recovered, but did pass away in nineteen eighty five. So, <laughs> with so her, why why are we reading this? We're reading this particular book, um, Arthur's Island, Lisa di Arturo, because with this podcast, we're looking for books that really give a sense of place, and this island of Procida is fundamental for this novel. Mm. Okay, it's um a little over three hundred pages. I just reread it for this podcast and remembered how much I love this book. Hmm. It's a wonderfully written book. It's an interesting, it's, um, I wouldn't say easy. I mean, sort of like Elena Ferrante in that it's not easy to read in which it, because it deals with, with really uncomfortable revelations and things like that, but it is easy to read the way she writes. I think she's a beautiful writer. She's yeah. a wonderful writer. And she's I think very this, readable. She's, she's very readable. And I actually, I think this is a very good translation too. Hmm. Um, so, as I said, it was originally published in 1957. It won the Strega Prize, which is the most important prize, a literary prize in Italy. And it was really an important work. Um, later, some of her other important works b- before was The House of Liars, which won the Viareggio Prize, which is another Italian literary prize. And later, uh, La Storia, mm. which I can't remember the year, but uh, early 70s. History mm-hmm. is the title. So what's this book about? Or it's about Arthur's Island. It's about this boy, Arturo, who grows up on this island of Procida. And he's basically grows up practically wild. So he has, his mother died in childbirth. His father is a pretty... Largely absent. Largely absent. And when he's there, he's uh, despicable. Mm. (laughs) You know, I don't know how else to say it. They live in this rundown castle that was left to his father by an old man who was probably his lover. And this is something, you know, spoiler, I guess, but something that Arthur Arturo does not quite come to realize until the end of the book is that his father is homosexual. He didn't, you know, that it's kind of like, I think to the reader, the signs are there all along. Uh, the old man that left left them the house never let any woman in it. He said women were disgusting. He would have these big parties with lots of young men. Mm-hmm. And um, but I I think that 
to the read, you know, so the reader understands something before Arturo before does. Before the narrator, right. So at any rate, Arturo, he so it's has... first person, right. It's he has told. this, when he's young, he has this, I think he calls him his, um, his, his nanny, his, his nurse, um, Silvestro, this, this young man that, that kind of takes care of him when he's a baby, but then who leaves the island. Mm-hmm. And then he's basically on his own. And, um, when he is about 14, his father goes to Naples and he comes back with a wife. And this is this is kind of like, like that's where everything changes for Arturo. Up to this point, he's kind of lived in this almost like a state of nature on this island. He he has he runs around um, and lots of descriptions about the island, about the flora and the fauna. He has this dog that he that he loves uh, who had died also in childbirth or puppy birth, um, you know, not that long before. But at any rate, his father comes back with this young bride. And when he realizes, um, you know, first of all, who is this woman? He's he's jealous because his father is always, first of all, he's always trying to get any kind of approval or even any kind of um, notice from his father. And then here comes this newcomer and he finds out she's as I said, a young bride, she's 19, uh, she's 16 years old. So she's only two years older than Arturo himself. And she's very innocent and she is completely different from his father. So she's from Naples. She's from the city of Naples, clearly a poor family. His father has kind of, it seems, sold the family a bill of goods as far as like how wealthy he is and that he lives in this castle on the island of Procida and the family being, um, you know, she is, her father has died, and so her mother is, is raising, is a single mom, is looking for some kind of a situation for her daughter. But the daughter, so her name is Nunziata or Nunziatella, and initially Arturo actually doesn't even refer to her by name because he's so angry about his father having brought this woman to the island, just calls her N. But at any rate, um, and says that she had wanted to be a, um, a, no, a nun, but her mother had married her because it was just a better situation financially for the family. So she comes to this island of Procida, and that's where everything sort of changes. And I, I think it's, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but I think you can perhaps kind of see where it might be going. 14-year-old boy who's beginning to grow up, 16-year-old stepmother, and a father who is... I wouldn't say sexually disinterested with his wife because it, it it's I think he's probably is technically bisexual but he he is looking for other he's looking into other pastures put it that way mm-hmm. for 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 sexual fulfillment. So she is left on the island alone a lot with Arturo and they form a friendship. They form a, a very a deep love and then eventually a romantic love. It's an interesting book. It's a complicated book. I I think it's a beautiful book. I think it's it's wonderfully written, and I'm really happy to have reread it. You know, and as I said, it 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 is Arturo's island, and the island itself has this is in a sense. So Arturo, until the time that he leaves the island, and I won't tell you when that is, he has never left the island. And this island of Procida, we're going to talk about as far as visiting, is very small. Mm. It's very small. So this kid grew up on this island. The island is basically like his mother. As I said, his mother dies in childbirth. His father essentially abandons him for weeks at a time and then comes back. And so he knows the island as like a mother. 
the island is like a mother, perhaps even like a lo- like a lover to him. Um, but it also, ref- I would say, um, represents a kind of innocence. You know, he he sees his father as this this um, bigger than than life kind of character. He sees the world as kind of this like we we don't need to go off of the island, and I've got everything here. And I think that the book does have a kind of I don't know if I want to call it a coming of age novel, but it does have that where he the sense that he has a realization of there's more to the world than the mm-hmm. island of Procida. Right. He, um, I don't know if you mentioned this in um, in your sketch. Um, one thing that seems interesting is that I think in the 20th century in general, there's a there's a flourishing of Jewish writers, certainly in the United States. Um, but also uh, in Italy. So the fact that she's coming out of a uh, a Jewish background. Yeah, but she's not herself. Well, her mother is Jewish. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And, but, and, and and during the war, there was concern. You know, she was there was fear. Sure, as a as far as like a like a like a bloodline. Yes. Well, and the, the reason you know they're in hiding. In Capri, which you you have to kind of say, hey, <laughs> if I could that's be so bad, right, that's not so bad. But I think any any time you're even the, I think we've we've talked about this. Even the the nicest gilded cage is still a cage. Well, and there is something about islands. You know, our previous episode we talked about Sicily. We've talked about Sardinia. Um, Procera is an island. It's a really tiny one, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's right there by two other islands, Capri. You know, a lot of times um, I would say English speakers call it Capri, but it's Capri. And the island of Ischia, which um, the island of Ischia plays a big part, big role in the um, My Brilliant Friend novels. It's where they go. Mm-hmm. She goes on, on summer vacations, the island of Ischia. So a lot of people have heard of Capri or Capri. Um, very few people have heard of Procida, and I was very reluctant to do an episode on Procida because I love it so much. And I don't want any, I'm almost like Arturo. Don't go. It, it's I don't really go. It's terrible. terrible. <laughs> I'm almost like Arturo in, the, in that I want this island all to myself. And it's not going to be because I, you know, I uh, recently saw that. So for 2022, it's been named the Italian capital of culture. For the year 2022, so it's going to receive a lot of publicity, a lot of um, a lot of attention. So it 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 will start to get on people's radar. But I'm totally happy. You know, if you want to go to Italy and you want to go, you you say, yeah, I'm going to see Capri, Capri, and Positano, and nothing else. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but no, but you should. You owe it to yourself to see Procida. Procida is an amazing place. It's a special place. You may have actually already seen Procida if, because it's been featured in a bunch of movies, um, most notably Il Postino. So the movie The Postman with Massimo Troisi, it's the last, he's a, a, um, a Neapolitan Italian actor. It was the last movie that he made. It's about uh, a postman on the island of Procida and um who falls in love with this this beautiful woman. And it kind of features a whole lot of different beaches mm-hmm. in the island of Procida. He records the sounds of the waves. And so it I would say in many ways that film, Il Postino or The Postman, 
which I think won the Oscar for Best Foreign Film for that year, um, is sort of like a love letter mm -hmm. to the island of Procida. In addition, also the talented Mr. Ripley. There are many scenes filmed on Procida, and that's mm -hmm. the the movie with creepy Matt Damon and Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. and um, Jude Law. So that um, has there's a lot of uh, background, beautiful scenery from the island of Procida, from the talented Mr. Ripley, which is probably about 20 years old now. Yes, it's in the 90s, I believe. Yikes. Okay. okay. I thought it was a recent movie, but now that I think about it, no, it's not. No, not a recent movie. So, shall we talk about the island of Procida? How do you get there? You get there, uh, you take a ferry from Naples. So, there, there are frequent ferries from Naples, from the main port, also... Um, you know, a couple of other ports. Uh, the ferry takes between forty minutes and an hour. It is, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a smooth ride. I think. I think I was a little bit nervous about being seasick, but I don't remember being seasick <laughs> no. getting there. And you, it, the the ferry will take you to the Marina Grande, which is kind of the largest port town in Procida, and there's. It's it's a pretty town. I mean, it's nice. There's some restaurants or things to see. But you probably want to get away a little bit from the Marina Grande to kind of explore the island. It's, as I said, it's a very small island. You could cover the whole thing by foot probably in a day if you did a whole lot of walking. Certainly by bicycle or by car. You could do it in a day. I wouldn't recommend it. I would recommend... So my... Uh, you know, we we should do a podcast on travel regrets. One of my travel regrets is that we didn't actually stay overnight on mm, the island of Procida. Yeah. So we went there for a long day. For a day trip. And so we went to, you know, we did a little bit of research and said, okay, well, that's the beach we want to go to. We went to um, the uh, Menina of Coricella. And so I'll post some photos on the Instagram and Facebook pages. With It's, it's just gorgeous. You know, it's a small port town every house being a different pastel color and it's just pretty and it's kind of sleepy you know it's sort of sleepy i mean traditionally the the main business of Procida is fishing mm -hmm. you know they're they're fishermen there are some small farms on the island and now of course there's also tourism there's a lot of nature on the island and i think you get that actually in this book in arturo's island where he he as I said, he's sort of running wild and he explores the different, he sees some of the different plants and the different animals on the island and also obviously the fish. He goes off in his boat. There's one scene where he goes off in his boat and he almost, he's kind of heading to Ischia, but the island of Procida brings him back. So there's something about this island that's really, really significant. Um, as far as food, not a big surprise. Seafood, right. you know, for the island of, you know, as I said, the island of Procida, um, the island of fishermen, you're going to find a lot of seafood. Um, it does have, you know, it, it's not that far from Naples. So anything that you need from Naples can be can be brought in by by boat. Uh, what do you remember about Procida, Jim? I remember the beaches. I remember the beaches being particularly beautiful. Um and at that point, I hadn't. I, I, I thought they were some of the the prettier beaches that I'd seen. We were. That was the uh, trip we spent in Naples and in the Amalfi Coast. And uh, so, and I remember um, going up 
going up that hill. Um, yes. So, and that actually going up, um, it features in this novel. So there is at the top of the hill, just above the bay of Coricella, there was an old castle. I yeah. mean, originally it was a monastery. It then became a prison, and it actually is a prison during the time. Oh, that so this, that's the prison that that's the prison. Got yes. it. And so, so it can be seen from much of the island. It kind right. of is a is a focus. It was only about 1980, I think. That they can you imagine being a prisoner and like that's your view? <laughs> you know, that's a, that's fantastic. That's not so bad, unless the prison I, is that you don't get that view. <laughs> I bet. Well, I bet the view from Alcatraz is pretty good. Um, yeah, it's. I guess it's sort of something like that. So it's always, you know, it's there, kind of hovering over the village. Um, but that's that's uh, this this section of Procida called the the Terra Murata, the walled in uh, part, the walled in land, and it it also, you know, it's important that location, you know, up high is also important as defense. It was important going centuries back as a defensive spot and um it also has a gorgeous view so mm-hmm. it's worth the walk up because as you walk up that road and i can't remember the name of the road but you pass a little curve in the road where you can stop and you have a beautiful view of Coricella bay and that's actually called the belvedere mm. el Somorante. oh nice and i didn't know that was called because that we stopped there and of course we took photos just like everyone does yeah. and um, it's, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Could, it's a very tranquil place. And I don't could, know if you remember, we stopped in at a souvenir shop, probably cause I think I had to use the bathroom. <laughs> so we stopped in at a souvenir shop and I did get, um, I don't have it here right now, but I, I got a little brochida shot glass. <laughs> oh yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. And I was talking to, um, the, the sales girl and I, I said, um, I, I said, so what is it? I said, so are you from Procida? And she said, yes, yes, I was born and raised here. And I said, well, what is it like to live on Procida? Because I was thinking maybe she's going to say, oh, it's so annoying with all these tourists. And, um, you know, it's so small. There's no civita. There's no, there's no life here. There's no culture. And she just kind of got a dreamy look in her eyes. And she said, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I thought, oh, my. Yeah, about, I want to move here. I, I was about to say, I think it's uh, toward the beginning of the book, there's a description of the people as being more closed off and not as cheerful as Neapolitans. And I don't know that that's true anymore. I, I think it, it I think it is to a certain extent. I mean, this this woman, young woman, I remember her saying, it's everything, everything I need is right here on the island of Procida. And if I if there's something else, I just get on the ferry and I go to Naples. And actually the people, the residents of Procida get a discount. It may even be free to ride that ferry to, oh, okay. to Naples. And so she said, you know, if I want to go shopping like fashion, high fashion or whatever, I go, to, go Naples. to Naples. It's right. right there. It's less than an hour away. Um, you know, it, it really is kind of a magical place. Hmm. In addition, you know, and they allude to it in the novel, there is a, a, a small I guess it's an island off of the island, Vivara. There is a small um, Isola di Vivara. It's a small na- natural pr- uh, reserve, preserve. Nature. S- nature preserve. So I think you have to get permission to get over it. You can cross by way of a, of a footbridge. And so it's no residences, you know, buildings. I mean, but that I, I think also gives you a sense of what kind of an island this is. This is not Capri with... 
with Hollywood actors and actresses or ultra-wealthy parking their yachts. This is not Ischia with the thermal baths and where you may have the spa treatment. This is really, I mean, it's small town fishing village, and I think it's very down to earth. And I, it's like, Prochira, don't ever change. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, if if it hadn't been on the radar at all, I wouldn't have known, you know, I wouldn't have ever gone there. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly this book is is important. I think a lot of people perhaps who read this book will, will say, hey, where is that place? Is it Because again, you know, we're talking about um, Elsa Morante and her, this fairy tale quality of her writing. So the 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 island of Prochira kind of seems sort of fairy tale. And in reality, it kind of is a kind mm-hmm. of fairy tale. You know, with these these towns that all have different beautiful, they look like they're made out of candy. You know, it's it's a really uh, amazing place. I'd like to go back. Let's do that next Let's year. Let's do that. I know. And I I will be totally honest mm-hmm. when we came back from that trip, I did look at prices for buying a house on Prochida, and it was totally affordable. You know, it was, and I've looked more recently, and it is not totally affordable anymore. So the secret's out. So I, I guess I can't, I can't keep it to myself. All right, but it's it's a wonderful place, and this is a wonderful book, Elsa Morante, Arturo's Island. Um, you can get either the I, I think the the first translation was probably 1959 by William Weaver. You could also uh, check out this more recent translation by Anne Goldstein. Arturo's Island. That's and, in the last like two or three years. Right? Yeah, t- 2019. <clears throat> okay. Um, I got this edition out of the library, you know, so I, I think you can find it fairly easily. And again, I would say, you know, you were you were saying, if you like books like, I would say if you like books like My Brilliant Friend, you might like Arturo's Island. Um, what else would it remind me of? Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other books that we've talked about. Uh, a little bit like no it's not like Camilleri at all because <laughs> it's you know there there's not really a mystery as i said the the reader has a bigger picture than the character do you think it's at all like any, a little bit like magic realist books at all in that a bit yeah a bit but there is no real there's no, there's no real magic it's in on it. the right it just appears yeah yeah um but certainly the island of brochida is important the for this novel and it's it's a it makes a fantastic i mean yes you can do a day trip that's what we did it's better than nothing um but i think that you might consider an Spending overnight a little more time if you can spend yeah. as much time as you I've can i actually consider going back to naples and using prochida as a home base and spending most of my week or two in prochida and then making day trips to ischia capri and also naples I mean, I, I do love Naples, and Naples is worth a full week of visiting. Mm-hmm. If you love museums, if you love the the architecture and the archaeology uh, and stuff, but if you can do it, but if you, I think you said it best earlier. If you can swing an overnight in Prochina yeah. or a, an overnight or two nights, do a weekend there, it'd be really lovely. Yeah, and there are tourists there. It's just that uh, I'll tell you that most of the tourists on the island of Prochina are Neapolitan or, or Italians, but mostly Neapolitan. They're they're locals, you know, but we'll see what happens with the <laughs> Italian the capital drunk. of culture of 2022. Great. Prochita Island. Yeah, so enjoy. I think you'll enjoy. love this book, Arturo's Island, and I think you would love the island of Prochita. I do. All right. I think we're I think we're done. <laughs> okay. Alla prossima. Ciao.